This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, good morning, everyone. It's a very special day uh, to be in the house of God. And, you know, the, the true house of God's more than a building. You know, if the church, as Jesus called it, he said, I will build my church. If it's just a building, uh, then I believe that we're, uh, that are, uh, that it's very limited, uh, and is very uh, limiting. But the Bible says that the real church is not a building, but it's a people who happen perhaps to gather in a building. Uh, we thank God for a building when uh, it's too hot or too cold or too wet or too dry. We can come to a building. But the house that God, the church, is a people that God is building. And so we're together, uh, together again, uh, if only by the means of Facebook and YouTube and media social media, all of these different things, all of them were created by God and were created for God for, I believe, such a time uh, as this. But we are looking forward to, as we're not going to stay like it is right now, we'll never go back to how it, all, how it had always been. Uh, but what we're looking forward to is the more measure, is the greater things that God uh, is doing. And he certainly is doing great things. And as far as I know, uh, his greatness has not diminished. Uh, a matter of fact, a God who is a God of increase, it's probably increasing exponentially, uh, even as we speak. And even if the Lord tarries generations from now, he will be greater still than he is even in our midst, in our generation. Uh, again, Mother's Day, I uh, just want to acknowledge all of the mothers out there. We're so thankful and so grateful uh, uh, to you and for you. And uh, everybody got a mama somewhere. That was God's goodness and God's plan. I want to acknowledge uh, three great girls in my life uh, that are still here. Now, we have treasure in heaven with Pastor Sandy's uh, mom, Ruth, uh, Grandma uh, Goldie, uh, who would be my great-grandmother, and my grandmother, Ida. Uh, they're more than uh, worth an honorable mention. We cannot, uh, we could not uh, speak uh, of such uh, women and tell the true story of their lives, but eternity will. And I uh, want to thank God for my mama, Linda. And I want to thank God for my wife, Sandy, and my daughter, Melissa, who uh, we're thankful are still here. And they are mothers worthy of praise and worthy of honor. I'll tell you, they are overcomers in life. Their love has overcome many obstacles, many oppositions, many things, but they are overcomers in life. I want to talk today specifically also, and I'm going to refer to my notes, uh, that uh, one shining and significant example of motherhood is Jesus' mama, Mary. Now, the scriptural, 
scriptures that we'll be using today are found in Acts 1 and 14. Mary's mentioned in the scriptures around 12 times. We have uh, more of what she did than what she said, though there are significant things uh, that she said, beginning with the miraculous conception of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Word of God to her. Took God at his word and believed God for his works. As simple as she said to, uh, about herself, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Mary believed. Mary believed. We see her again uh, speaking in the presence of uh, her cousin Elizabeth, who also was involved in a miraculous conception uh, as her and her husband uh, John, a priest at the time, had never conceived a child yet. They were visited by an angel and again the word of the Lord came and there was a work and we saw in John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Mary uh, prayed a prayer of praise and thanksgiving and honor and glorifying God. as very significant words. Uh, we see her mentioned uh, as well in the Bible and as one that uh, uh, took all of the things that were said to her about Jesus into her heart and she held them there as treasure and you have to wonder if she ever wondered. You have to wonder if Mary ever had her days of doubt. You have to wonder if Mary fully understood God's magnificent plan because the Bible says in one of the most significant words to her through Simeon the old man who had a promise from God that he would not die until he had seen the salvation of Israel. He said, this child will be the rise and fall of many in Israel, but a, a sword of suffering will pierce your own heart also. So I want to go to the uh, uh, some other places in Scripture where we see Mary mentioned where she and her other children stood outside of where Jesus was holding a meeting and they demanded an audience with him and uh, they didn't understand. I, I'm sure that his brothers had said the boy has gone off the deep end. He's gone a little crazy. And uh, so they went to gather him up to have a word with him. Uh, this was outside of anything that had ever been before. And Jesus said, well, who is my mother and my brothers but those that do the will of my father? We see her in the final say-so in Mary's life. The last mention of Mary in the progression of the Bible is found in Acts and chapter 1 and verse 14. And I want to give you a little bit of a backdrop here. God is doing a new thing. And they had just got done with a conversation where Jesus, for the last time, was with his disciples and was taken up from them, the Bible says, on the Mount of Olives. And they had questions, as many times that we do have questions, don't we, about God's plan and God's purpose and the way that God works things 
out and they said, are you going to bring now what we have hoped for, what we thought would happen, what we had heard about, the way that we thought things would be in bringing the kingdom? And he said, that, that is not now and it is not in the way and it is not for you to know. But here's what you will get. You will get the new thing. You will get the next thing. You will get what God is about to do. You will get the Holy Spirit. And so the Bible says that they left the mountain called Olives and they returned to Jerusalem. And it gives a listing of the names of those that were present in that meeting place. For the Bible says that Jesus, between the day of his death, of burial, and his resurrection, and the day of Pentecost, 50 days later, on which we are coming up on that day, Easter the 12th and the 31st day of May, soon approaching uh us in an overlay of the present day. Jesus had appeared to 500, yet we see there was 120. Jesus personally appeared to 500 in between that time and showed himself alive. I have to believe like in the, uh, in the uh, accounting of the walk to Emmaus that he opened, he walked with them and he opened their eyes to the scripture and explained fully to them why he had to go and do the way that God had prescribed, the path of death and burial and resurrection. And I have to believe that he was explaining himself to these 500, yet 120 showed up for the next thing. See, sometimes you can get so caught up in what you thought and how it shoulda, coulda, woulda, but it didn't happen that way. So people fall away because it didn't happen that way. But you know, 120 uh, showed up. And it lists the disciples specifically. And it says that they agreed they were in this for good. I hope, honey, that you have agreed that you're in this for good. Come what may, no matter what happens today or yesterday or tomorrow, we're in this for good. We're in this all the way. We're going to see it all the way through. It says they agreed they were in this for good completely together in prayer. The women included. So there were not just uh, men disciples. There were also women that were considered disciples. I I thank uh, the Lord that in his wonderful wisdom that he chose that the first message of the gospel of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, of the good news of the new thing, that he chose a girl, Mary, in the garden and revealed himself uh, to her. And she was the one that brought it to her male counterpart. So the first preacher was a girl. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's written and it's going to have to just stand as it is. Now... Uh, it says the women were included also. Uh, I wish I had everyone here so I could say everyone say, but I want you to see this word also. Also, Jesus' mother, Mary, and his brothers. I'll tell you this, Mary, uh, this is the last and final word about Mary, is that she was there. See, there had been a reset, and now there's a redo, and it was for a restoration of God, by God, and for God. 
a reset, a redo, a restoration, a new thing, a new season, and a new measure. Acts 1 and 14, the disciples were there. The women were included, but also Jesus' mother Mary. Oh, this is the same Mary who was there at the beginning. You remember when a miraculous word came in a miraculous way and a miraculous life was begun. In the, she was there at the beginning. She was also there in the middle in the life and the ministry of this one who would be the rise and fall of many in Israel. She saw the miracles. She was in on the ministry. She was there. And she was also the one who was there at what seemed to be the ending at the cross of Calvary, heard this same baby that cried, this little child that laughed, heard him breathe his last and say, it is finished. My God, my God, why have you or have forsaken me? It is really something, it is not a nothing here. When it says also Mary was there for the next thing and for the new thing. But I have to believe that what God saw in her and see why God chose her to mama Jesus. See, she believed and she didn't just believe, she stayed believing. God knew Mary's mama love was his own God kind of love. For the Bible says that we were made in his likeness and his image and a father he is called but he also expresses himself in the female part in the motherhood and there's no love like a mama's love. And God knew that she wouldn't give up or give in when miracles are in the making. See, it took a miracle to get Jesus into her womb and it would take a miracle to get him out of that tomb. But when he uttered that He was much more than just the son of God. He was her son. And when he said it is finished, I have to believe that that it sent shockwaves through her. She says, how can this be? How can this be the finish? You called him Emmanuel, God with us, Jesus He shall save his people from his sin. How does it end in this way? Oh no, she knew it would take a miracle to get him out of that tomb. And you know in the reset, when the screen goes blank and the dream dies before your very eyes, that what I thought woulda, shoulda, and coulda comes crashing down to the ground and when it's all slipping away and you can't hold on to it, what do you do? Well, what did Mary do? We do what Mary did. She, I have to believe that she said, God, I don't understand it. I didn't understand it in the beginning. I, I sure didn't understand it all up in the middle of it, and I sure don't understand it now. I don't understand it and I can't explain it, but I know that I'm in the middle of a miracle and I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to cave in right now. I'm going to hold on and wait on you and see what's next. Because God, you never end. And death is not the final answer. Death will not have the victory even in this. All I knew is what you told me. God, you promised. See, God knew that she knew that when it looks like it's all over, it ain't over yet. God knew that she would not give in and she would not give up on his promise. 
God knew that she would not mess up in the middle of the miracle. Because this is a girl that believed God and she was going to keep believing God. That it ain't, if this ain't it, honey, then this, and, it, and it didn't work out this way, that, then it's not over. Then this isn't it. God still got something new. We're going to do like Mary did. She, she held on and she kept on holding on beyond the reset. Here she is at the beginning of the redo. And I'll tell you, there's been a reset. There's been a reset for the whole world. And I'll tell you, Jesus has been out there walking and talking in the midst. Jesus present, Jesus personal, and Jesus powerful more than any other time in my lifetime that I've ever known him in the 37 years I've been walking with him. No day like today. It's for who shows up for what's next. No doubt Jesus is talking. No doubt Jesus is calling. No doubt that he wants you there for the next thing. But who will show up for the next thing? It says, and Mary, also Mary was there for the new thing and for the next thing that God was about to do. Let me encourage you today. How about you? Will you be there? Will the last and final word over your life and the recording of God's last and final word for your life is that, and I was there also. We came through it. We came through it, but we're through it. And it's about what's about to happen next. It's about what lies ahead, not what lies behind. It shoulda, coulda, woulda, but it didn't. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to. And I'll tell you, I sense God's spirit moving and God's spirit working over all there. For the, the Bible went on to say that Peter stood up when they said, what is this? Peter stood up to say, and he said, this is what was written so long ago. This is the last days in which I'm going to pour out my spirit on everybody. I'm going to pour it out on everything and on everyone. And you can know it's the last days because I'm going to be personally present, personally powerful in your life, and I'm going to call you up to come up higher. I'm going to call you into what I'm doing right now. I'm going to call you into what's next. I'm going to call you out of what you thought the kingdom should have been and could have been and would have been and I'm going to bring you into what it is right now. I'm going to bring you into a day and a time like no other. It is a new thing. If I told you, you wouldn't believe it so I just said a new thing but here we are in the middle of it and you know she didn't know. They didn't know. All they knew was that they were going to press in in prayer. They were going to be personal personally present. You ought to make sure in your life that you press in a little deeper in prayer. Press in a little harder to God. Press in a little deeper into come on out. Get out of the boat if you have to. Sink or swim, but get on out here. Jesus is doing a brand new thing. How about you today? Are you going to be there for the next thing that God has? Listen, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, if you're far away from him, if you're running the other way, I tell you in the name of Jesus, stop right where you are right now today heaven is calling God is working God will pursue you you'll never outrun his love you'll never outrun his presence when you get to there hiding in your own cave God will be right there with you saying what are you doing here it's time to come out 
And it's time to come up into the new thing that God is doing. Oh, Jesus called it a new birth, a new beginning, a brand new thing. He called you a new creation when you put your trust in him. He said, it's not going to be anything like it was before. I'm going to move on to the inside of you. I'm no longer going to work from the outside. You're not going to be subject to just the circumstance and the situations that wind and the winds that blow, but I'm going to be the mighty breath within you. I'm going to reach down on the inside of you and take out that old heart that was stony and hard towards God, and I'm going to put a brand new spirit in you. I'm going to create you brand new. I'm going to make you alive. Jesus did not come to make good men better. He did not come to make bad men good. He came to make dead men live, and I'm telling you, listen to me today. Today is the day of the new thing. This is a redo for your life, but not in your own power and in your own strength. The Bible says our own righteousness, the own little fires that we create are just as filthy rags. No, there's a rightness. There's a getting right with God that has depended totally on what God has done and what God will do. The redo is God's. The reset was God's. And the redo is God's. How about you? Will you let God redo you today? Wherever you are, wherever you are, I believe the Holy Spirit has arrested your attention. Oh, how we depend on his work today. God, take these words and work these words in those that need a redo, those that need to be made brand new, those that are have determined they are going to be there for the next thing that you do. Breathe into them right now the breath of life, oh God. Receive the Holy Spirit and the rebirth right now where you are. Breathe in the salvation of God and breathe out this simple prayer. Jesus, take my life and do something with it. Jesus, bring me into all the new that is from you. And I will live for you. And I thank you for it. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. You can contact us. Let us uh, know through uh, messaging, text, call on the telephone. We'll do our very, very best to help you in this new walk that is called salvation and following the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you today for being here. I want to thank you for believing God with me. I want to thank you for giving your life to Jesus is the very best decision you have ever made. You chose the right path and God will be real in your life like never uh, before. Again, happy Mother's Day for all of you mothers uh, out there. Thank God for, uh, for a good uh, uh, for a good mama, and I, I would fail uh, to mention, uh, now this girl's got uh, double duty in her life, uh, the, mother of my grand, uh, the mother of my grandsons, uh, Beckett and uh, Baker, Miss Haley, shout out to you today, we love you all very much, God bless. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.